don't have to be in California for that to happen either. No. In fact, um, it's sad that other places you get arrested for it. No, yeah. it's it's horrible. Well, and it's it's like coming from Iowa. It's a very criminal thing out there. But every high schooler, you know, does it. You're from go. Iowa? Is that better? High schooler? Yeah, How yeah. dare you? That's, that's <laughs> the state field of dreams. Field yes, of that's dreams. right. Yep. We were just talking about that in the last episode. No Bernie, way. Bernie, well, went yeah. to, Bernie went to field of dreams and played a baseball game and then did Are a speech. Are you serious? He was like hitting the ball and running around the bases. Oh He's like 97 years old. It's amazing. What, what can that guy <laughs> know? Did you know he was an athlete when he was a kid? Mm-hmm. No. Bernie hasn't always been an old man. Like when he was I young, he like, was that one yeah. picture I feel like he was of him born like, an old man with True. the black glasses, and he's young, and he's at the rally. No right. way! Yeah, it's like a really old picture of Bernie. Right. It's okay. just weird because we, you know, of Jewish blood, don't always get <laughs> our credit for athleticism, but it, it, a lot of athletes in <laughs> that's, our. That's that's so group. funny. That's um, speaking of Jewish people. I knew one Jewish person in Iowa. There you go. One. You probably knew a couple. They just kept it themselves. (laughs) Maybe. I knew one kid that had a bar mitzvah or however you say it. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And all I wanted was to be invited. I wasn't invited. (laughs) How is that possible? Who would not invite you to their bar mitzvah? (laughs) What a schmitz. What What would you say? I don't know. A schmuck? I don't know what what's the what's or a mitzvah. What a mitzvah to to invite her. <laughs> no, to not invite her. Like, what a schmuck. What a schmuck. What a schmuck. <laughs> oh my god. What a putz. What a um, putz. I will yeah, say putz. this. I'm from small town America too, and I was uh-huh. always the one Jewish kid. Where are you from? I didn't practice Judaism. I wasn't Jewish by any like normal means, but because yeah. of my look and my blood heritage, you're Jewish by blood. I was Jewish. Yeah. You know, that's just how it was. Well, and I think that's an interesting too is just that some people identify with. Judaism as their religion and some just by cultural. their blood. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I definitely can't deny the cultural aspects. Of yeah. course, there are definitely oh that's she's Oh my god. He's showing us the Bernie picture. Oh my god. Yeah. He looks like a normal dude with glasses on. <laughs> um I will say this being from a small town, there was always one one black kid and one Jewish kid. That was yeah. always that so maybe funny. there's a couple, right. but it was always like the right. token. And like, you always knew who it was. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll be honest with you. In high school, there was another Jewish kid, and he was way more Jewish than I was, but a redheaded Jew made him like extra awkward. It was hilarious. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, he was a nice kid. Um, but uh, there's also – there's something I, I – I, I'm sure I didn't invent it or create it, but I came up with it on my own years ago. Yeah. Something I called Jewish envy or Jew envy. Uh-huh. That, feeling, that feeling you had where you wanted to go to the, to the bar mitzvah. Yeah. A lot of kids feel that way that's that aren't so because there's this weird other kid that's weird and different. But you're like, oh, they get money on the, it's when like they're 13. It's so exclusive. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they get it's this, eight days of their holiday. It's this cool club. Right. It's yeah. the Jewish club. Right. Yeah. Um, I was from I'm, I was from Maine um, where we had a lot of farmers and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And um, you were the Maine Jew. Right. Yeah. And so and people the, the biggest uh, weird thing for me, like on the playground was why. All the kids were like, why do you put eight candles in cow shit? And I was like, it's pronounced menorah, not manure. <laughs> that's such a, like, I wrote that when I was 10. Oh my God. Was say, that's that's a, a good a joke for a 10-year-old. Joke. <laughs> that's a 10-year-old solid fucking joke. Why are you fucking with my mic? Is I'm not you? fucking with anything because you go like this. I did not. <laughs> I leaned to make it work. We did you lean? I'm telling you that manure joke. That manure joke is uh-huh. fucking solid. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely uh, I get that whole you know one Jew want to go to the, yeah. It's yeah. a weird thing. Um, there's a there's an exclusivity to there being not many Jews. Uh, of course, the Holocaust gave this weird sort of backdrop to the right. history of of, of, of the religion and the culture. Of course. Um, 
of course, it was sort of strange, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna come back because I want to talk about Grace because we're going off on a tangent here. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. But, it's fascinating. Right? Yeah. Um, but there is, there is something about the selectivity of what people remember or acknowledge in far as uh, catastrophes and crises and um, uh, mass murders because there are a lot of other cultures that had millions of people murdered due to uh, dictators and war and all kind of yeah. stuff. But for some reason, the most famous one is the six million Jews in the Holocaust. And is that because it's in memorable history? Like, it's it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I think that's in the main perspective. thing. Is like yeah. it was pretty... Well, when was the Armenian gen- genocide? That wasn't that long ago either. Oh, I don't think it was in the true. 20th century. It's just more marketable. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. and going to sound a little callous. The Armenian um, genocide? The marketability as far as mm. Israel being a, a prominent player in... So I say Israel and my mic cuts out. Great. Um, being a prominent <laughs> player in modern politics, uh-huh. being so closely uh, connected to America yeah. and the, the billion dollars of funding that America gives Israel every year. Um, it, there's something connected to that. Why this yeah. is the most famous one, because it's still very prominent in politics. Right. It's a travesty. Anyone being murdered is a travesty. All genocides are terrible. Mm-hmm. But this one is very it's very zeitgeist, to say the least. Yeah. Well, so, and it was also in the first world, right? Not like in a third world country that no one can true. relate yeah, to. Bit, not that anyone a, can't relate no, to, but... Point. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Because they weren't that far apart. Right. They were both in the 20th century. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy enough. But I think the idea of, like, in Germany, this first world mm-hmm. country that's pretty developed and right. pretty, European you know, progressive. powerhouse, all of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To have this... To be persuaded and... By this fucking monster, yeah, and mostly because everybody was just scared. But yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to imagine that time. I, I think we all like to see that we would be past that point. Like, there's no way we would ever do something like that because yeah. we're a first world country. We're yeah. so much more advanced. You know? We would think. Stance, baby. We're yeah. We something yeah. changes, and all of a sudden, the stuff we thought oh we wouldn't gosh, do becomes what we do. Yeah. Grace Mum in the house today. Grace, am I mum. saying that right? Uh, yes. Grace yeah. Mum. Yes. What is Mum? German. Mom. Ah, yes. All right, cool. Mom. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, I know Grace um, as, uh, as your current profession. And then when you told me what your previous profession was, I'm happy. Oh, I'm your previous mind. profession was? Acting. Acting, yes. yes. And your current yes. profession is? Pastry shopping. Bake, baking, which <laughs> baking. everybody knows is one of my favorite things for many Ooh, reasons. Who doesn't love that? So I'm like, dude, will you come talk to us about acting and baking? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Um, so what do you want to start with? What you did or what you do? Uh, maybe what I did. Yeah, let's go linear. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Great. Yeah, so I've been, I mean, I still say I've been as if I'm still currently doing it, but I've been acting since I was four. My parents started putting me in theater classes and I was playing the piano and singing and doing all of that. And I got really involved in musical theater and started auditioning at a young age. And then I eventually got into films, indie films, short films, feature films. And I was like traveling around the Midwest and doing those. So I did some in Wisconsin, some in Chicago um and I had an agent and everything and it was just kind of this uh it was just kind of this plan that I always had that I was going to move to Los Angeles that I wasn't going to go to college took a lot of time to convince nice. my parents of that but <laughs> I I kind of knew that that wasn't that wasn't for me I'm Same. very much I adore learning but I hate schooling just, no, no argument there it it made me it made me hate learning which is something that's, that's very terrible. scary and sad 
for me. Um, That's a bad equation. Yeah. So I got kind of disconnected from that. Um, yeah. And so anyways, I, um, I finished high school and I basically, I planned my own curriculum for my senior year. Um, I did independent study at home and I was, you had to be kind of smart to pull that off. Right. You couldn't just be like, I suck at school. I'm going to make my I own. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Like I was, I was reading some pretty, um, like relatively advanced stuff. Like I read, um, um, a lot of very dense history books and, you know, like the whole biography of Benjamin Franklin and like all of these nice. things. But I thought that was a lot more interesting than sitting in a classroom. Um, and while I was doing that, I was interning at a production company so that I could kind of learn at 17, 18. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that I could learn the other side of film production, commercial production. Um, cause I thought, you know, while I'm getting acting gigs, I might as well be exposing myself to as much of the production um, side of things as I can, just so I'm right. familiar with everything and so that it's much more of a comfortable place for me. So I interned with them for about a year and a half and I saved up my money and I moved to Los Angeles. And at? at I had just turned 19. Wow. So I moved on January 3rd and I had turned 19 the previous November. And your parents were okay with that? Um... Because that's I, mean, I wouldn't be with my nineteen year old. I was like, I'm gonna go to LA. I'd be like, uh, I mean, I, how about yeah, no? I, um, how about no? I, I I was I was kind of on a streak of just not really um, taking their advice one hundred percent. Like I did a lot of things that weren't quite ideal for them. When I was sixteen, I decided that I wanted to move to Germany for a year on foreign exchange. So I that? I did that, and nice. none of my family really believed that I was gonna do it, and then. Why did that they not believe that you would do it? They just, you know, like I brought up the idea randomly oh, okay. to like the family and they were like, oh, like she's never going to move to Link. That's Germany. never going to happen. And then I was applying a few months later and I got accepted. Did and that happened. drive you a little bit more? The fact that they were like, hey, she's not going to do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. See, yeah. yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. With that and, shit. and once I latch onto an idea, I just, I can't let it go until I've gone through with it for better or for worse. Nice. That's mm-hmm. how you get um, shit done. Yeah, so I did that, and it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life, and that was kind of the point where I realized that parents don't always know best. They just want the best for you. That makes sense. And they try to steer you towards the things that are the best for you, and so my mom was very against me leaving the traditional high school setting when I got back from Germany and doing my own curriculum. And even halfway through, she was like, are you sure this is right for you? Like, mm-hmm. are you, you know, are you sure you don't want to be, like in a real high school setting and um I don't have a diploma. I don't have a high school diploma. I you know like that I matters. I right, I completed high school. I'm officially done with high school, but But in Germany they don't give you diplomas, is that the idea? No, so that was so G- Germany was my junior year and then I came oh. back for my senior year. But because it wasn't in the traditional school setting, they couldn't like they s- chose not to. Right. They could. <laughs> Right. It's this, it's very, it's, it's, (laughs) it's so absurd. It really is. It's absurd. Um, and so like, even I come from a family where everyone goes to college, everyone's expected to go to college and you're basically like, that is, that is what a valid adult does. And that is the course of life. You go to college, you know, sure. you get a career, you get married, like very standard. Um, Make sure you get married. Right, of course. <laughs> this guy's married. And I went Wonderful. to college. He's killing it right now. But I went to college for acting, and I got BFA. Which oh, doesn't okay. count. Yeah. Okay. Which I was going to ask you, would you ever consider that, like musical theater at like some of these schools in New York? or But were you ever like thinking about that during you those know, times? You know, I did. And that was like, 
that was kind of one of those like far off dreams like I would have loved to go. Mm. But at the same time, I also had to be honest with myself and realize that this just the school setting in general wasn't yeah, where wasn't I could thrive. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much a learn by doing type of person. Mm-hmm. And um, that's yeah. how it should be for the most part. Like it's fine to read something. and That's mm-hmm. great. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? But getting your hands dirty and do faking it till you make it where you do right. it before you know right. how to do it. Um, immersion, if you will. Yes. It's the, really for most people, I think is the best way to actually learn I, something. I got like half of that. Cause when I went to school, I, I auditioned for something outside of school and then I booked it and that's how I got SAG and everything. And, oh wow. And, yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing the like minimum, you had to do, um, you had to do a minimum of two shows a year for our school, and uh, whether it was a straight play or musical theater, but all the MT like musical theater majors were all like their own kind of wing, and then everybody else, uh, film and acting majors, were all doing like old post colonial gotcha. stuff. And uh, but after I booked it, I went to the dean and I was like, "Hey, like, can I just audition outside of school and maybe get some credit if I book some jobs?" And I mean, they love it because if I book anything good, they'll just put it on their, you know, whatever their website, which they keep doing for all of my classmates <laughs> who are booking great shit. Of course. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, absolutely, for sure." So I like got to go to my classes, got to study, and then I would, if I booked anything, I could just take school off and like go shoot it, and then come back, and then it was like a credit for the class or a credit for college, wow. which was really like cool that they did that. This Pace University in New York City, mm-hmm. and not a lot of schools like NYU at Tisch. If you're there, you're not auditioning outside of school, I believe. Wow. I don't think they like Parsons as well. Some schools don't allow it because they're very like, nope, you're here, you're performing in here, you're not out there yet. But I love the mm. schools that like motivated you to go out and audition mm. for stuff outside of school and we'll give you the advice on how to like, you know, guide your way through that, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, not a lot of places do that. The sooner you dip your toe in the professional world, the, the more prepared you are once you leave. Right, right, Like right. you want a few things, right, you right. know, so you don't get out there and you're like, I don't have any experience. Mm-hmm. That's well, rough. and that's, um, you know, that's that's what I'm seeing with some of my friends, too, is like college school in general is you say, you know, you say step out into the professional world, but it's also just the real world. School is a very artificial environment and um, the real world is a totally different thing for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. But And there are aspects that, that are similar that you go, oh, I recognize this. But and, and I hate to say this, but it's the shitty stuff that happens to you that helps you learn the most. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be afraid of, of fucking up as long as you can <laughs> utilize it for a learning experience. Right. Um, yeah. Because that's going to happen. Something weird happened the other day. I was talking to a mutual acquaintance of ours, and um, she said that her brother just booked a Disney Plus original show. Whoa. And then when I was like, oh, wow, that's great. Um, barring the, the details of the conversation, he's never acted before oh my god he he's no one on disney he's 15 right he's 15 he did a psa and yeah somebody saw him he's cute they were like does it matter that i have no experience and and they were like and they were like no you're perfect for this yeah now i don't know if that's good bad or both (laughs) but that's fucking crazy I did a couple episodes on a show on Disney, and they're really fucked there. Yeah. They like, I don't know if they're still like this, and I don't want to be like, I don't know, it doesn't really matter, but they are notorious for paying all those young kids, like like the 
bare, bare, bare minimum. And they do something really uh-huh. fucking weird and sneaky. Every time a show gets huge and successful, um, what's that show? Something Waverly Place. Who was oh, on uh, it? Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, yeah. with uh, what's her name? Selena My, Gomez. Selena Gomez. You know this. Oh, I so, grew up. Yeah, well, I how, grew up watching. That's how she got famous. That's how <laughs> Selena Gomez became Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's funny that that's how Miley want... Cyrus became Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. All Disney shows. That's how Absolutely. they all got... Jonas Brothers. Somebody all referenced one the other day. I won't bore you, but it was a group of young women about your age, uh-huh. and they said something. Oh, even Stevens, and I'm like, what? And they're like, even Stevens. Even Stevens, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking. They're like, you don't know even Stevens. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> you really don't know that show? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not serious. With well, Shia LaBeouf. What, what I realized oh was, God. what I realized Shia was, yeah, yeah. Gen- generation gap. Sorry, generation. Yeah, yeah, totally. But also. I've never in my life had access to the Disney Channel. Right. Oh, so God. that whole world is a completely oh, wow. unknown to me. Oh, my God. If his mic got cut out, Mayan just said he did not have access to the, not, the Disney Channel. Everybody heard that. That's crazy. <laughs> now, when I, I told think you about, the story before, when I was a little, little kid, like like five and six, my dad's friend used to have satellite and record Disney cartoons for me on VHS. That's oh, all I am. Yes. But that's different. But I never I had, remember it's, VHS. Yeah. But it's, okay, good. But yes. Disney cartoons <laughs> is different because at one point, uh, maybe you and I are the same age. I don't want to be that guy that asks you how old She's you are. She's 20. No. She's <laughs> our youngest guest are you serious? in the I'm history 20. of the show. I'm 20. Oh She's advanced. She's, She's beyond her years. So you I've might not even times. know my references. <laughs> Fuck. You're old, buddy. How's it feel? You like it? I'm not old. I'm young as shit. He's so old. I'm probably <laughs> the old youngest you? person in the world Am at this point. Am I allowed point. to ask how old you are? <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't care. 29. Oh, no, okay. I'll be 29 in a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, a month. Always start, always go early. Yeah, always my birthday's say, coming up, so nice. get me what gifts. Do you want? What do you want? I don't know. Everything. Um, no, I don't He loves stuff, so I'll get uh, a, The coldest LaCroix you've ever had. Le quoi? Le, no yeah, problem. whatever you call it. I don't know. I'm sure it's LaCroix. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying was there's a whole like plethora. Maybe you saw them. I'm sure you did. It's We're not that many years apart, um, but, <laughs> but there was a plethora of movies that would come out, you know, they would maybe do like one every two months or one a month they probably still did this when you were in middle school or high school but it was like a disney channel original movie mm, right mm-hmm. so they made yep. it with the disney actors yep. they made some with shia labeouf or whatever whoever was starring in some show yeah. they made a movie and they put it out that was uh like the movies like halloween town and then there was uh the alley cat strike which is about a group of high school guys who like are in a bowling mm-hmm. league and then brink was a big one i loved it was a uh, uh these kids who were like sick at rollerblading, like backflips and whatever, and there were skateboarders. And then Johnny Tsunami about the surfer yeah. from Hawaii who moves <laughs> to the mountains and becomes a snowboarder. And they were like, f- when they would come out, you'd see the commercial or the trailer for it only on the Disney Channel when you're watching your show. And it's right. like, at the end of the month. So you were like, oh my God, how am I going to be able to watch this movie on TV? Like, you get so excited. A month is a long time at that age. I know. And 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 they, they were very good at that. But when I did, I went to do an episode of a show. It was a show called Austin and Allie. And it's yeah. this guy, yeah, it's this guy, Austin. Allie and Austin sounds way better. Why'd they give dude top billing when it sounded worse? The cadence isn't as good. Because uh, he was the main character. Well, and, he needs and, to Well, no, listen, listen, listen. No, you need to figure it out because you don't even know anything about him. <laughs> first of all, don't get all weird like, it should be the woman first. No, I no, agree no, no. with those I was things. The cadence first. No, no, what I was saying is that. Allie and Austin just sounds better. I, I hear you. Uh, it the show revolved around him and his family band, and then Allie was like his friend or whatever in the show. So mm-hmm. he really played the instruments. Good Most ta- him. talented kid I ever met when I was out here doing stuff. Wow. Uh, he was like 
during their break, he was drumming. I was playing guitar with him, and then he hopped on the guitar and hopped on the keys, and he's singing. And Damn, he's this handsome guy. And, and uh, was forget. he tall and muscular too? Now he is. I probably he's a lot older. This was this was threat right This there. was when I was twenty, maybe. Mm. Yeah. So this is when many, I was many years ago. Yeah. Oh Almost, almost a decade. Uh, I'm milk this one. And uh, I don't even want to get into a conversation about your age. Can you count that high? I don't think so. Um, I'm in a world all my own. But but I remember talking to like a line producer, someone on the set, um, and he was telling me that like about Disney and how they'll change the names of some shows that have gotten very successful uh, to to pay the actors less because it becomes like a new contract, Ooh. right? Oh. Which I thought, well, oh and, and I'm, and I, I'm Stan, paraphrasing. The Stan Lee equation. Right, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said to me, and we both kind of agreed, like, that's just kind of like a fucked up way to like underpay these kids. Yeah. Let's let's just make a list yeah. of the fucked up ways they oh underpay people. So, that's number so, one. And just like just any other big else. studio mm-hmm. or anything, I mean, they're a big corporation, Disney, obviously, and uh, it's business, it's a bit, it's I think they acquired the most Hulu. standard a corporate business practice. Yeah. Not you. Are you sure? You're the one moving around. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to get new mics here soon, guys. I'm so sorry. We're moving studios. We're getting new mics. Don't worry. Cord- I'm throw all these cords out. It's yeah. going to be great. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I want I want uh, lavaliers. I want to be able to move around, not to hold Ooh. something. That would be nice. Nice. Gotta get a really nice one. Um, <laughs> it's business... What's the standard operating procedure right. for yeah. any corporation Absolutely. to say, how can we save three pennies? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And if they save three million pennies or three billion pennies, whatever you want to call it, by changing the name of something, guess what? They're changing the fucking name of it. Oh, for sure. It would be, mm-hmm. it would be wrong not to from their perspective. Right. Because although they're a, a, co- a corporation, which is a person, it's not a person. It's a psychopath. If you haven't seen the documentary, The Corporation, where it literally, it's great, breaks down corporation. If it's a person, by law, right. what kind of person would it be? It's a psychopath. Watch that fucking documentary. It's great. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, now I'm really curious. So you have you completely given given up on the acting and you're fully like invested and want to pursue chef life? If you came out at 19, that was last year. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, like yeah. that's, so what that's happened? Very quick. So that was yeah. That's that's like part two of the story. Perfect. So, We're there. So I, I came out last last January, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, and I got an agent, I got a manager, was doing great, like making all this money. It like, it, it, it was great. I loved it. I was, I worked on some really awesome projects and, um, out of the blue, I ended up at this restaurant called Justa. In Venice, right, guys? In Venice right. <laughs> on uh, Rose and or Sunset and Third. Great place, and by the way. If you haven't been phenomenal. there, it's awesome. Fantastic. Phenomenal. I love it. Um, and I walked in and I completely fell in love with it. I was just enamored by the whole thing. Um, Juice is so good, it pulls actors out of the <laughs> acting world. That That's is impressive. goddamn bold. <laughs> That's impressive. Holy shit. Well, and I, I never saw it coming either. It just It was just one of those times where life kind of hit me and I I was with a friend and I was just like should I go up and ask what the qualifications are for a job just because this place was so cool and I was nannying at that point and it wasn't really super gratifying for me I didn't really look forward to it I don't like so kids was, either so no just I, kidding, I love, just kidding. love, I kids. love I do kids but it's different taking care of someone else's kids by their standards and right, right. You know, driving hours to get there and having really long days and all of this stuff. Um, it's exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love kids, but for like five minutes. I'm not joking. <laughs> I do, but only for a little while. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then so I, I was just like, OK, well, 
you know what, just for the heck of it, I'm going to go up to the counter and ask. And five minutes later, I was talking to the manager. And you, okay. So I know. Yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was talking to the manager and all of a sudden I was scheduling an interview for the next morning. Nice. Because they were very desperate and they needed someone on the pastry team. That's and a hard job to fill. Yeah. yeah Do you well, want to get up at 3.30 in the morning at your place to get there by 4.15 <laughs> to start? That's a yeah, fucking hard job. Yeah. Um, and I've I've been baking since I was a little kid. But I've never done anything professional before. Um, when I had a choir tour in Italy when I was in seventh grade, and to raise money for it, I had my own little baking business at home. <laughs> of course you did. So oh, I, br- awesome. I briefly mentioned that, <laughs> and I don't know why that I do. convinced. That's completely appropriate. <laughs> was it a female interviewing you? No. No? No, it was Greg, our general manager. Oh, okay, got it, got it, He's got it. fantastic, but he's The also, guy with the mustache. I yes, think I've seen him there the before. The guy yeah, with yeah, the mustache. Yeah, you know Greg. Yes. He's wonderful. I, Greg is fantastic, but also, like, you would not expect to just get this random interview from this tall French man. Um, I don't know what I'm implying there, but he's, like, a very specific personality, and it's, They yeah. were looking for individuals. Right. Yes. They weren't so, looking people with baking experience necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I came in the next morning for this interview. I had no idea what I was doing. I mm-hmm. was I had called my family and I was like, Am I doing the right thing? Like, should I even be doing this? Hell like, yeah. Take like, any interview you yeah. ever get because there's no But you were doing yes. so well. Like you came out here for this thing right. and you were doing like, it. There was no specific reason for me to be doing that. Like I didn't do it out of necessity, but I was just very curious. Um And I went in and I talked to the head pastry chef and I showed her some pictures of some of my previous baking work. Like I really got into cake decorating when I was younger, but like I said, nothing on a professional scale. Like a hobby, yeah, fun, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And she was like, "Okay, well, let's uh, let's have you come in for what we call staging, which is kind of like apprenticing." or like test days, basically. Like just stand in, in the all, right. all the cool yeah. terms come from France so, when food yeah. comes into play. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so it was basically just um, a trial period to see, because baking is very much a science, mm-hmm. a chemistry, and yes. it's one thing if you can, you know, you look like you're making everything correctly. It's another thing for the things that actually come out of the oven right. and look like cakes wow. and right, loaves right, right. and everything. People take that shit for granted when they go and buy shit. Baklava. Yes. I'm going to buy a yes. loaf of bread. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, what the heck? Like, maybe I'll just do this as a part time job if it works out. If they decide to grant me the opportunity to work there. And Jenna, the head pastry chef, she told me, you know, months later that. They saw me come in and they were like, okay, so like this actress, what, what Greg, <laughs> like, awesome. oh my gosh, Greg brought in this actress Some just from the, nothing from the street for- and she doesn't have any professional experience. And it's another thing just to know how to work in a kitchen. Right. We, um, we usually only hire people who have previously worked in kitchens because it is kind of something, it's, it's an acquired skill to be able to move among all these people and work efficiently and not take up all this space and not it's make like a, a mess. It's like a game of Tetris and you're always yes. winning. You're just moving. Yes. You know who's going left. You know who's going right. Yeah. You got to have the terminology yeah. down. And and also, if people have ever been to Justa, it's an open kitchen. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing. So all eyes are on you. So mm-hmm. it's so fast paced. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things when I go in there is honestly just ordering something and like watching everybody work absolutely i really love it it's yeah. like a, it's like a scene in a movie but um it really yeah. is i never really thought of it that way you're right like it's, every it's, restaurant every business everything is is a scene mm-hmm. right but 
when you're open 24-7. But a lot of restaurants find a way to make that a successful scene, a pretty right. impressive scene, yes. one that even if you're not watching it, you become part of it. That's why atmosphere at a restaurant is so important mm. exactly. because between atmosphere, the food, and the service, those three things, those are the things yeah. you need. The atmosphere one is totally fucking important. I'm not Very trying to try to sidetrack here, but I'm going to tangent no, one. No, no. Went to a, a ramen place with a friend uh, a couple years ago. Cute place, great ramen, waitress is awesome, totally cool. The lights were so bright, <laughs> I will never go back. Oh, no. Yeah. I was never comfortable because they had fucking LED spotlights oh, above no. my head. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, this was very insightful to the waitress at the end. I'm like, hey, everything was great. You were great. Food was great. I'm just curious. Why are the fucking lights so bright? You know what she said? I never noticed. Some people oh, no. don't fucking see the world yeah. that way. They don't have it. That, that atmosphere thing, they get great yeah. food, they get great service, but they don't know the atmosphere thing, and they're hurting themselves, mm -hmm. their business, or they don't give a shit, because they don't know that that light, right. I'm never going back. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh and so, on that note. Um, you get the job. <laughs> yes. I, uh, Can you come in at 4 a.m. every day I for got the weeks? job. I was living deep in the valley, if anyone oh, knows where Tarzana I, is. I am familiar. It oh. was not a, not a wonderful place to... <laughs> to live but no, um tarzana briefly why um cheap and i got it and found some roommates on facebook of all places wow. like a facebook almost like a grew a, a community or a marketplace sure um and we f we were getting desperate so we just Said went yes. with tarzana nice um oh so the roommates were cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good, good. I yeah, was hoping that cool. wasn't going to go south. No, no, no. That that was, yeah, that was great. Like, two nice girls, both from the Midwest, which was oh, awesome. also good. Yeah. Um, but the commute was less than ideal. Early in the morning is fine. Takes you 25 minutes. No traffic. To get where? To get to Juice Stuff from really? Tarzana. To Venice well, yeah, I mean, from Tarzana. Think about how much yes. traffic there is at 3 in the morning. That's a you very can go, good point. You can go but, 65, but on the way, 75. But on easy. the way back... An hour and a half, easily. Yeah, easily. Wow. Easily. And You're some, getting off work at what? Like one, two? Yeah, like 2.30. Yeah, How 2 many mm -hmm. miles is it? Oh, I think Probably it's, 10. I think it's, no, I think it's, 20, 30? I think it's 16 or 18. Okay, 16. that's exactly yeah. my commute, Studio City. Oh. Yeah, and it's so the same thing. At night, go. after midnight, half an hour door to door. Yeah, yeah. Fridays after like 6 oh, p.m., like gosh. around 6, hour 20. Yeah, yeah. So it's luck. the same thing. All right, I get mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. So I... I started uh, at Justa, and all of a sudden, I just found myself becoming more and more in love with it, kind of yeah. against my, not against my will, but I never expected that because my main priority was always acting. Um, and all of a sudden, life was just making sense. Making what? sense. And so I, cool. I was that finding cool. myself to be like, I thought acting made me the happiest I could be. And yet, here was this new thing that was making me happiest than, happier than I could ever imagine. I had a stupid smile on my face the whole day. Like I was, everything. I was going to say something. That is I was staying extra hours at work. I just wanted to do everything all the time. And I just I'm sure realized. sure they hated that. <laughs> but really fucked up, Greg, with that new hire. When you were going in in the morning, were you going in and Travis was going in as well? Baking? Well, see, it's different with Travis now because he's not as much of a, um, like a full-time chef at Justa. Is he more at Mountain? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I would say, and I, I don't want to speak for it's Travis, but. Mountain is his newest project, and um, he's working hard. I think on it. it's yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. very much it's his passion. And Mountain is incredible. So we see Travis a lot in Justa, but he'll just stop in, make sure everything's cool, make sure everything's yeah. cool, check in on things, you know, make 
make adjustments when needed but mm -hmm. you know he also has all of these other restaurants so it's a responsibility of a head chef who has Absolutely. multiple yeah. restaurants and yeah. there's really no other way to do it coordinating you get, so many menus you and get one up to speed yeah. when you're and you a lot you maintenance the other ones uh-huh that's yeah, awesome, absolutely. though. You're at a really cool place. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great and spot. And you seem yeah. happy. Oh, still. yes. And, and you've I, been there. Yeah, how long has it been now? Uh, it was last May when I got the job. So, so over a year. A year. And, a year yeah, yeah, over a year. Yeah, a year and four months. That's awesome. Wow, and what's you... your in your pastry chef there? That's your yes, title. Yes, yeah. That's great. I huh? mean, not the pastry chef. I don't know. Well, none of us never. None of us ever know what we're supposed to call ourselves, bakers. But the bakers are usually the guys who are making the bread. All the bread, yeah. So I'm on the pastry team. What are you making most <laughs> team. of? What are, what's your like? What I mean, you're making everything there. All of the baked yeah. Goods. I've so I've been trained on almost all of our different shifts because everyone has a different role, and right. I'm kind of plugged in. Um, on various shifts over um, the course of each week. Um, I would say primarily doing cakes and um, yeah, I would say that's the main thing. Cakes, decorating things, preparing things to go out into the case, making them look pretty. What are, what are some of the, the top tier cakes? That you make. Ooh, okay. Right now we have this. This sounds very strange, but a chocolate rye cake. That does sound strange, it's but it's incredible. It's deep and dark and rich, and it's not all we rye. Have no, 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 no. But that is that is like the main, um, the main flour that we put in it, and um, but the best part about it is that it's loaded with chocolate Swiss buttercream, of course, with espresso <laughs> and salt. And I see you brought and some it's... samples here. Oh my god! Is that what this is? I was like, "What's in that box?" Awesome cake. <laughs> I should have. I should have. No, 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 you should not have. No, we eat a, we yeah. eat a lot I'm of fat stuff. Don't it's even worry fine. about it. It's fine. Um, I was saying earlier, one of my favorite things to get there is the baklava croissant. Is <gasps> incredible. So good. Incredible. Yeah. But my, I love it there in the mornings. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite places to go that I didn't go to that often. When I go to a lot of those establishments. And, um, yeah, I don't know, just like even like their porridge or something there. Right now, for me, good and raspberry Danish. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm a classic. I uh -huh. see that thing and I'm like, that's the one I want. Yep. And I struggle to go elsewhere. It's yeah. such a beautiful and it delivers. You know, I often know. I buy mediocre pastries like uh -huh. donuts and stuff, and 90% of the time I'm like, what did I, I do? Why? You're disappointed. Like, why what? did I spend it my sucks. money on that? It's, it's, it's not even expensive. Like that, I should. That should be the first tell. Um, but uh, <laughs> but a lot of times, yeah. So pastries that deliver are such a joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Chusta delivers. We're that's, spoiled. That's their thing for yeah. sure. Oh, dude! Yeah. Anyone who lives in Venice and and, oh. and frequents any of the the Jelena restaurants is fucking spoiled. Yeah. Um, it is very difficult. And I'm an aggressive diner in this town now. I wasn't always. In the last year, I've just really started to amp it up because I'm like, yeah. I'm getting old. I got to spend my money somewhere. I could die tomorrow. I might as well enjoy the food in L.A. to a degree that I haven't yet. Sure. Yeah. And one thing that I have been reminded of, I had really good experiences. None of them have been as good as the Jelena family of restaurants. There's something about what Jelena does, the quality of their ingredients and the level of execution. It's the benchmark to some degree of the industry. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it, to be honest. Have you gone to Bestia yet? No, it's on my list. It's on my list too. It's mm. good. Are they as good? Bestia is good. Uh, Son of a Gun, if you haven't been there. Son of yet. a Gun's very good. No, get their chicken sandwich. Yeah, fried it'll, chicken sandwich. Uh, it'll take chicken, you to uh, the East Coast. First of all, I am a chicken sandwich whore. Have you had like I just did the first Friday um, Freebird, not Freebird. Um, 
Chicken Sandwich Truck. They do a Ooh, great chicken sandwich. Okay. I'm so sad I forgot the name already, but I only had it this one time this last week. Um, and although I didn't do it, and I won't do it, probably, unless I'm drunk and it comes up. Chick-fil-A? I, the, no. F- honestly, <laughs> can I be honest with you? Chick-fil-A is not that good. It's not. I've tried it twice yeah, to be like, okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, no, and nothing about, there's nothing about it that it stands out to me. Nothing. No. Um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, yeah, fuck you, Chick-fil-A. Uh, but the, the Popeyes, this new, did you see about that craze where they made a chicken sandwich yeah. and everyone yeah, lost their the minds? Yeah, that's the competitor to the Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's they're the whole competing. meme. So they must have raised the quality of their execution. They had to have because... I remember Popeyes when I was a kid, and it was pretty great. But then later, decades later, it's not. Yeah, of course. So, of what course. did they do differently? Does anyone know? They wanted to compete with the Chick Fil A's. They was must their be whole charging thing. six or seven bucks for it. I don't know. I don't go to Popeyes. Right, <laughs> right exactly. I, I, heard, but, I heard they were running out. They were running they out run of these out. sandwiches. Somebody pulled a gun on one of the clerks. <gasps> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Demanded, like, and the manager was like, "I don't have any more." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Terrible. Guys, like it's Terrible. okay. I'm on the cover. Somebody sued him. Somebody sued them because they 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 advertised and they didn't have any. He oh, was like, "That's f- false." A- give me a fucking break. Of course, oh, but that happened. How someone, dorky do you have to be? Someone did that. How? Oh, uh, what a loser. I can't get a $4 sandwich, so I'm going to lo- lawsuit. Um, so get back. So um, chicken Sick sandwich time, at dude. Son, Son of, of a Gun. gun. Yeah, yes, I got to try that. chicken sandwich. Um, I just had another one, too. Where was this? Anyway, I'm a freak for chicken sandwiches. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I went to Alimento uh, with a couple Alimento, of friends. yeah. It's a good one. Silver Lake. Yes, you mentioned that. One, yeah. uh, we had seven or eight things. We, three of us. We, uh-huh. Easy peasy. Um, the chicken sandwich, the fried chicken sandwich. The Alimento. most unimpressive thing to look at on the table was one of our favorites. Wow. It was fantastic. So this craze of fried chicken sandwiches doing them to a level of quality that's the real deal mm-hmm. is absolutely down for that. Oh, Dama. That's another good one. What Downtown. is it? Dama. 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 Same owners as Scopa. Oh, I no like way. Scopa. Okay. I like Scopa. The, the, the squid ink um, um, calamari, the mm-hmm. handmade pastas. Dude, if you're making handmade pastas and you're doing them well, I'm down. The like, Tasting Kitchen. Tasting Kitchen, that's tasting pretty, kitchen pretty is good. good. Handmade good. pastas yeah. is, yeah. Felix. Yeah. Felix is a favorite. Felix disappointed me. We'll get I into don't it like time. Oh, yeah. no. Felix disappointed me. I've across heard that the from board. a few people. Yeah. I've heard that from 70% of people I ask me are too. Wow. leaning toward not the hype is not real. You're overcharged for mediocre stuff. Good stuff, not bad. Yeah. They're not yeah. garbage by any means. But if you have that kind of hype, mm. you kind of have to deliver or Absolutely. it's worse. The Seinfeld issue. Don't don't say, here comes Seinfeld, the best comedian in the world, because mm. then I'm fucked. Yeah. Now yeah. I have to deliver. And they're like, oh, really? Yeah. As he says, don't do that. So right. I don't know who hyped him up. And I went mm. in open-minded. I didn't go in there like, like I'm, I'm ready right, to be right. disappointed, ready yeah. to be impressed. And I was not impressed. Mm. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Felix. I don't, I'm sorry. But that's how I felt. No, that, that I'm not sorry. Great um. atmosphere. <laughs> Great atmosphere. Beautiful place. Yeah. They uh-huh. turned Joe's, which was a sad, starry, 1996 fucking looking. No offense, Joe, but the white linens and the red vinyl or whatever. Like you, you got to update. Oh, yeah. They did a great job with Felix. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Service was fine. It was good. No one was mean to me. They were prompt. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food was disappointing. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, but not Justas. No, no, and that's absolutely. the point. That of never the story. <laughs> um, never. That's awesome. Where so did I take? What did I cut you off? Oh. Um, Chicken sandwiches, Greg. Um, um, Greg was a while ago. <laughs> buzzing around Tetris. Yeah. Um, oh, so the cake. We stopped at the yes, rye chocolate that's right, espresso the chocolate cake. buttercream fucking yes. monstrosity yes. that you didn't bring. I know. <laughs> but that's next an excuse. Time, next time. I know what to get next time I go. Yes, so you're making that cake. Not and the then raspberry then Danish. What's another favorite that you have oh, right now? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a really 
good question. Can I just say everything? It's yeah. tough, man. Uh, it really is. Someone and it kind of depends on the day, too. Yeah. You really connect with any, honestly, right now, anything with figs. <laughs> because yeah. they are beautiful right now. They are at the peak of their season yeah, and nice. they are magical. Yeah. And coming from Iowa, I had never had a fig before mm-hmm. until I came here. I had never had so right. many things just because. You never Cal- had a fig? No. Not even like a fig Newton? I, th- that does that does count? Not count. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> sure. No. no, that does not count. No, yeah, that you get, a, you get an idea, but no. oh, you man. can't see his face. Know. He is kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think of the inside of that fig Newton is actually fig? I don't oh, know. Zero percent. I don't want to think Maybe about three, it. Like three percent, eight percent, zero percent. It's got to be a percentage. <laughs> and then flour and sugar. The same percentage that the inside of an Oreo is good. How much of the inside of the Oreo is? Um, what is it? Hate. <laughs> I remember as a kid when Oreos were good. Sure. Were they different? Yeah, they were. They were good. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's the same thing, and I've I bitched about this before. Um, when I was young, mm-hmm. about maybe eight or ten, mm-hmm. my mom took me to this place in Boston called um, Boston Chicken, okay. and it was it was the it was the late eighties. Beginning of the rotisserie chicken craze. Mm. If you you guys you probably were just a little too young to remember when it happened. I know you Boston were, Market. That's a chain. So, in that late eighties, uh-huh. rotisserie chicken became a thing. Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing before. It became a thing, and everyone wow. lost their minds. And it was a great. And when I my mom took me to this place in Boston called Boston Chicken, mm-hmm. and it, I remember being eight, nine, ten years old and looking at the case and being like, "What is going on here?" Rotisserie chicken smell, the taste of the chicken. The, they had skins in the potatoes because it was real potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And they made this crazy ass gravy and Brussels sprout. They did Brussels sprouts in the late '80s at a fucking like, walk-in t- chicken place. It was it was a whole new thing. Um, I can still remember going wow as an eight-year-old. I was always a kid. And long story short, they did so well. Corporation goes, oh look at this business model. Bought them, turned them into Boston Market. Ah, overnight uh... garbage. From from blow your mind to overnight McDonald's. Yeah. I remember wow. going into a Boston market in L.A. in 1999. Wasn't that much a decade later? And I'm I remember looking at it and going, I remember the sat. I still remember sitting there. It was the last time I ever went in, uh, 20 years ago. Mm. Just being like, what happened? What happened to the macaroni and cheese? I'm I'm back in high school in the cafeteria. This is not Boston chicken Boston market. So mm. give anybody give anybody success and then give corporations a, a time to take over. They destroy it. Little by little, over and over, it's dead. Mm-hmm. Sad. That's the way it goes. Yep. Well, and uh, but the the issue too is that a lot of people don't even know what they're missing when they go in there. Right. Someone young who didn't know Boston no, chicken. Absolutely right. No, absolutely not. Idea. I'm sure right. I'd go in there and be like, okay. People like, buying sure. donuts, you know, at these places you're talking about, and not even knowing that these bakeries exist, mm-hmm. or they just don't have, they don't care. F- to try to find the time to find them. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the toughest thing, I think, is finding the, those good ingredients. Yeah. What's the problem, though? Like, is it because we buy our flour from Cisco and, the, and, like, sugar from, like, what is, I mean, because all of these, and I say this, I'm not saying this as a judgment, I'm saying it as an observation, and I don't mm-hmm. know where the connection is, but a lot of these L.A. donut shops, and I want to say specifically, I might be wrong, but I think Chinese-owned. Because mm-hmm. I talk to them, they're, they're always... And I'll say, hey, where are you from? They're like, oh, I'm from China. I'm like, is this your place? Yes, it's my place. I ask these things whenever I go. A lot of them are Chinese-owned immigrants. 30 years they've owned it. They raised their families in America on these donut shops. But the donuts are so subpar. 
And they're inexpensive. I'm not arguing that. They're mm-hmm. staples for many people you know, who don't have a lot of money, who want coffee and donuts, and they're happy. I'm not trying to judge those people. Some of us are a little spoiled. And I like them too sometimes. Yeah. But when I go in, I get four donuts, and one of them's okay. The rest, I'm like, I throw them away. And I keep trying, and I keep trying, and I'm, I'm a weirdo. Um, but what is the <laughs> connection between the Chinese-owned business model of these 20, 30-year-old donut shops in Los Angeles and that sort of disappointing quality? I don't think they're. I don't know if they were making donuts as much as. Well, we know that things know. we have made in China in America, like ninety percent of all the shit we have is made in China, and we know as like an ongoing joke that the quality of the Chinese made things are less. That's why it costs less. That's why American businesses mm-hmm. outsource this shit. Yeah, not anymore. So <laughs> is that same? And I and but trust me, I know that China is one of the oldest cultures and mm-hmm. did things. That a thousand years before Western cultures did them, where Western cultures claimed to invent them, and it's like, yeah, they were steam engineering uh, things in in China a thousand years before you fucking invented the steam engine, like that kind of shit yeah. across the board. It's ancient fucking wisdom, but what is it about the modern aspect, this particular aspect of the Chinese culture, where they produce low quality um, things? I don't know. Is it because China's older, and once you get a hold of something that's great, mm. you diminish it, like any corporation who takes over a fucking chicken place? Is it that simple? The longer you've been around, the more destroyed you are at the back end? Could I don't be. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. That but one's going to stay with me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes but me But it's angry, not though. cheap there anymore right now, so. Right? Sanctions it's the new middle. And, yeah. It's the new middle class yeah. of the world. So, you know. And wow. India's next. India's fucking so next. So American made is better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna outsource That's here. why I like Buck Mason. <laughs> Buck, um, this is a Buck Mason tee right now. It's one of my favorite t-shirts. Yeah, I, yeah. It's such a quality it. shirt. I wear almost my days off. They're great. I've never <laughs> I heard just, of it. Uh, Buck it's Mason? It's, on it's mostly it's, dude, right? It's a dude place. Yeah, it's American made. It's Their main garments are just like blue jeans, uh, and their basic jeans are t-shirt, oh, nice. colors, and okay. like an Oxford. And yeah. that's like their T-shirts stable. are like, what, 60 bucks? Like, no, T-shirts are 24. Oh, they um, are? Yeah, long sleeve shirts are like 80-something, and wow. their pants go for like 180. Um, that's not okay. as bad as I thought. I no, they're, once they're, they're pricier, but it's a good quality product, and it's made in America, mm-hmm. and they wanted to like kind of focus on that. Yeah. Um, and now it's they have like seven too. brick and mortar shops. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. total. Jesus. One on Abikini, one in New York, on in Lower East Side. Like they're killing it. Wow. But oh, great! I love it because I just actually watched. Uh, I was watching Shark Tank the other night, and they were on it in 2015. Wow! And I was like, "Whoa, Buck Mason!" And it was oh. before they even had the store. They were just selling online. And they were on Shark Tank. Yeah, and they got a deal offered to them that they turned down. Good for and them. They turned down the deal. Yeah, I loved it. Got I respected exposure, them so much didn't more. Didn't sign the goddamn paper. Yeah, they were like offering too much equity, and they were like, "No, we stuck to this equity for a reason. You know, that's what we believe in. We know it's going to be valued." At they this knew later. ahead of time they weren't saying yes. Yeah, they fucking wow. knew ahead. And well, you got to go through like four rounds before you even get on the camera show with the actual uh, I just feel and I'm, I'm literally guessing I'm speculating I have no idea but I'm guessing that Buck Mason people whoever they are were a little more savvy on the business side than the mm. average Shark Tank guest that's all I'm saying yeah probably they probably knew. I mean there's some Shark Tank guests on there that are Sure. Pretty impressive. How long has that show been on? A decade now? A long time. The You know Ring? The house security? Yeah. Ring? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a Shark Tank business. Nice. Like, Good they went on that show, and they, no like, way. knew their shit. And then people that have invented, like, uh, better ways, uh, better, uh, what is it? 
better soil that's more green for uh, plants and different planters. That wow. was like a crazy patent he had on this. Th- like some of these guys coming in are nuts. Wow. Some of them are silly, and it's obviously just for entertainment, and they put them on the show. Like, some are crazy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's best part um, of the show. One, one, one guy <laughs> in the first season, you could tell this was just like them trying to be like, let's just put a, put a maniac on there and watch him get torn apart like Simon on American Idol. And then they realized, you know what? That's not actually that entertaining. It's kind of freaky. Let's not do that's that. That's actually not fair. Simon's kind of brilliant. If you, no, but if I'm saying never, like, not, but it's a shock factor. Sure. I just want to make sure we didn't leave that like he's. No, I'm, I'm referencing. Simon's always uh, right. I know. I'm referencing on American Idol. Yeah. Sometimes the people before the people you go to, the rounds you go through yeah. before getting to Paula Abdul and Simon Cow. You, you don't just walk in and that's the first audition you no, have. You go no. through like six yeah. rounds. I'm that saying, can't be that many for American Idol. Probably f- at least four. It's There's four no- for Shark Tank. So wow. given that. Yeah, but we're talking about a product that has taken years to develop. We're talking about a crazy person off the street. He's like, I'm famous. And then they let him in. That, I'm sure there's not four. I'm sure that, that no offense, but that, that mentally challenged kid who comes in and like it becomes a joke on the show does not go through four rounds of auditions. Sure, whatever. But I'm saying mm-hmm. the producers, uh, yeah, maybe two. Regardless, Some it's not the point. Initial, one initial one, maybe. <sighs> Regardless, it's not the point. I'll look it up after and fact check it. Uh, the producers see someone who's absolutely terrible and embarrassing, and they're like, yeah, put him on through the round. Sure, but they, come, they, stand, they stand in line for eight, yeah. ten hours. They're not going through mul- They're going through audi- like one producer audition or something like that, maybe one vocal and behind the things. They have plenty of time to do it, but they don't have so much time that they're going through that many rounds. I honestly forget they're what taking, we were talking about They're taking this. notes. <laughs> we're talking about the multiple rounds of auditions. We're talking Shark Tank. We're talking yeah, American yeah, Idol. Yeah. We're talking... I was just defending Simon Cowell. Instead of just labeling him the crazy guy who rips you apart. No, that's not what I said. Okay, what were you saying? That's you. Your mind makes that, and this is what he does sometimes. I apologize. You make it like I'm telling you because I think Simon Cowell is a crazy man. No, I'm saying that you have to have, you can't have three judges who are just plain and nice and not honest. You need to have somebody who's like, no, he shouldn't follow his dreams. You are terrible at singing. Mm. You need that. And that is good entertainment. They had that and they were like, now people want to watch this show. It's fun to see them rip people apart. And also it's like relieving because you don't want to hear a bad singer or somebody who's terrible and have everybody be like, no, like keep it up. Keep up. Uh, Keep practicing. No, stop wasting your time. Like you're not good. I'm just happy to hear you say this because I would have thought you'd have been like, you did did a good job. Like (laughs) don't give up. I'm like, you sucked. I'm not saying I'm the Simon and I would say that to a person. It's very hard sometimes to tell somebody who shares like their art with you or whatever. There's a nice way to say you suck. Yeah, but it's a nice way to say you stink. I know, nice or not nice, it's still hard because I make music and that's something I love to do and it's very hard to hear if somebody, you know, luckily I'm happy sometimes people say I don't really like this song but no one said like you need to stop doing what you're doing and give Mm. up right now. Like this isn't for you. Speaking of giving up what you're doing and whatever, will you go back to acting? Oh, um... Yeah, back to you, sorry. I, you know, honestly... I don't. I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. What was the big change? You you went to the you went to Justa. Uh, you, know, you got the, and like so yeah. So I was working at Justa for a few months, and then around so I started in May, and then around August, my managers and agents were sending me these auditions that I just I couldn't make because I was at work, and I was also to the point where I loved work so much that I didn't want to ask for time off. Ouch. Um. And my my actually my most my last very last audition I did was for Annabelle three. I don't remember, you know, like the creepy doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even remember the number of movies Creep, they have. I think it's three, the creepy doll horror film or whatever. And then after that, I was just turning down auditions and I thought, man, like I really, this isn't fair to the agents and the managers. Like I'm wasting their time. 
I need Sorry, to just, Hollywood. Yeah. Signed I Grace. <laughs> so I called them up and I thought it was going to be scary and I thought I was going to somehow deeply regret it afterwards because right. this is what I'd been looking forward to for 15 years. And once I finally yeah. had it, I was letting you it go. You had it too. I had it. You yeah. walked into this town and were succeeding in a way that people try their whole lives to and don't get. Mm -hmm. That's an important distinction. Like you didn't come out and go, like, I auditioned for a year and it was fun. But I didn't get like you worked right away. Yes. You're yeah. now again. This is this. I'm, I'm really branching off on like what this means because it means a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said about being an intelligent, down to earth, talented person who approaches something in a rational business way and not as like you said it was a dream, but it wasn't a fame fantasy. No, it was a profession. Not. It was a profession that you were good at, that you liked, that you right. wanted to do. And that's why you were successful. Not mm -hmm. because you were like, I'm going to be a star, which is the <laughs> worst fucking groundwork, yeah. baseline fucking motivation not for wanting to be those people who get who get uh, me too. They're going there. I'll do anything. Like, oh, absolutely. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not yeah. true. People get me too of any stripe, but the ones who capitalize on it and then regret it and their mm -hmm. lives fall apart. Right. Well, anyway. and, and speaking of that, too, is, you know. Actors and actresses, like people talk about these unfortunate situations that they've been in, and thank God I've never been in any. But it's hard I, was, to believe. I was also very careful not to be desperate about projects. There were definitely sketchy projects that I was approached to do or to audition for, and I decided that I would rather be picky then go for anything and try to put anything on my resume. What, did that, what does that mean, sketchy? What was sketchy about one of these things? Like just a creepy a creepy director okay. or something where mm -hmm. there was going to be nudity involved but was totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like Most that. Right, right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I think learning to say no was a good way to not only protect myself but also focus on projects that I was truly passionate about instead right. of just everything that I, that came my way that I wanted to put on my resume. So. And if someone, this is a good note, and tell me if I'm wrong, but if you're a young actor and you come out somewhere and someone offers you something and you say no, and they have a problem with that, where they're like, like their ego is bruised or whatever, mm -hmm. that's a signal you made the right fucking choice. Yes. Exactly. Because yeah. if someone, yeah. if you say no to someone, they go, okay, no problem, but can I keep you in mind for something future? I really like what you do. Uh -huh. That's okay. Yeah, sure. You can say no. And that doesn't make you like, now I don't, I can't work with you. Yeah. Like that's a good test. Well, just and say, I think just say no to everything. I think saying no <laughs> puts a higher value on yourself because yeah. it shows that you know what your priorities are. Buck Mason. And no. and you're yeah. not so desperate that you need to take everything. If you're saying no, that means you have some other opportunities in your back pocket that you that you think are better. And that makes you more attractive. You care about integrity versus You like, know what you uh -huh. want. Yeah. You know what this represents, the offer that you're getting. Mm -hmm. You know like if you're desperate on some kind of timeline, like it's to be healthy yeah. and be able to say no, regardless of industry, right. mm -hmm. is definitely something that yeah. is not always uh, in innate. So right now, your future is baking, pastries, yeah. chefing. That's yeah. like you, you, you're loving it. You're in it. You're Absolutely. full time there. You're, mm -hmm. This is awesome. Yeah, I, it's um, so exciting that you that you found that at 20, before putting in a bunch of years of. <laughs> This You're, business here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I totally, I feel the same way. I haven't really, I don't really pursue that area that much. Um, I think it's just very oversaturated and this business is just crazy and it's very cutthroat and I just don't know if it's my style. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I see more people depressed and sad and putting everything they have into something 
So it's like very hard. It's very hard to rely on, especially with acting, because you have to rely on so many other factors. Absolutely. Um, You're giving so much of your personal self in that world. Oh, and it's really? on fucking such boring. It's <laughs> what is you stand. Honestly, I'm just saying what, like what is film TV. You stand around and do oh, doing nothing. It. It's yeah. like hurry up and for wait for eight hours. Yeah. yeah. And then shoot your stuff for, you know, that's an hour, why, two hours, that's maybe why some days. coverage, and then you're done. Yeah. yeah. That's why <laughs> the days are 16 hours, because they have so much, like, downtime that they need you to be ready at any time whenever mm-hmm. they need to get this shit together. Now, not to say it's not hard to uh, produce something. It is. In fact, on a, on a set, you're constantly problem solving. Yeah, that's your job. Most people's like, producers, solve this fucking problem. Yeah. Um, Actors, not really. Maybe with their character, but nothing technical. Mm-mm. Oh no, not technically yeah. necessarily. Um, but, but that's like you going to a kitchen and clocking in, standing in there for like six hours, and then being like, "Okay," and then start like pouring some sugar yeah. and like doing a couple little things, and they're like, "Stop!" Like- <laughs> and you're like, "Oh!" And they're like, "Just give us a second. And they like change a light. And they're like, "Okay, go ahead." And then you start spreading some more sugar, and you pull in the oven. And then they're like, "All right, you're good. You're wrapped. You can go home." Yeah. And you're like, yeah. "Oh, I just did some sugar." Sick. Great. That's all we need. <laughs> Yeah, like eight. Yeah, eight minutes of. of That's pay. like Rob Schneider's role in a lot of movies now. Like he's the sugar, like Lucky a little sugar. <laughs> hey, good for him. So, Jesus, God bless him. Yeah. Come into a cameo, make make a million. Great. Yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all I'm asking for. I just think yeah. So it's very <laughs> a tough. Couple of cameos, few million. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah, it's a tough. It's definitely a tough career. A tough business. That for is sure. that is like if if I were to go back to acting, I do miss musical theater. As okay. a hobby, there you not go. as a yeah. career. But I think theater is also very different than... Fi- I think very different. the The thing that drew me to film acting was the inti- intimacy of it. Like you can very... You are so close to someone that the viewer can really see very subtle changes in emotion, very subtle changes. You can see what someone is thinking or what a character is thinking, I should say, without them saying anything, right. which I loved. But there is also the beauty and the thrill and the community of musical mm-hmm. theater yes. that you really cannot get anywhere it's else. It's big and it's bright. It's so yes. funny how you're different playing those to the things back are. Row. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, very different. You're like that. the reference to the movie. Like you get this moment where you see the face, this change to sadness. And in theater, you're like, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so I, funny because like, it's so different because <laughs> yeah. you it's the most minimal because your face is 30 feet now. So mm-hmm. it's like the most minimal you could even be with showing someone that you it's very hard. It's very. Uh, it's very difficult. I feel like to change your t- face a little bit, where it just you don't look like just an idiot on a screen, like mm-hmm. making a weird face, versus like in theater where you're like literally like play to the back row or whatever, and it's yeah. like always over the top. Absolutely. And that maybe will come off as like, wow, they're really putting it in there. Like you remember, versus like <laughs> you remember in the Goonies when the pirate ship came out at near the end scene, yeah, yeah and yeah. the kids like lose their minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept the 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 kids, the cast away from that ship when they were building yeah. it so that when they saw it for the first uh, time they would get a real reaction mm-hmm. the real reaction that they gave was so big they couldn't use it and yeah. the one they used <laughs> is the second take that's funny they couldn't uh, it was so big they couldn't end up using that i yeah. love that story it's like they had a great oh, plan and it worked it worked too well they did the they same got on thing apparently yeah they did the same thing for the kids uh in the it movies uh for the first it for they, the fear yeah they never oh, met bill skarsgård and they never saw him in makeup until right when they shot their scene and they yelled action that was their real reactions to that and then guy. they had seven oh, kids that died God. of fright and they went all went to jail for murder i don't 
It's <laughs> a terrible How story. How scary would that be? Hollywood fact. That would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, It would be horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Can we scare Trump somehow? Would that be... <laughs> That'd be great. He is the Pennywise Boo. of America. I was going to say, <laughs> like, he's the one doing the scaring. He's, he's so. everybody's worst nightmare, and that's him, what Pennywise him does. with the Joker makeup, I've, I'm sure we've all seen it in some icon oh, somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. is perfect. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's just, yeah. We were just, just talking about that movie, the Joker movie. Oh, my God. Very excited for it. Joaquin so, Phoenix, right? Um, he's he's always good. He's brilliant. It, he's yeah. always good. Yeah, he's good. Um, that whole story, that whole family that they had where they were, um, like, hippie, a hippie family, Right, they were hippies, and like one of their sisters' name is Leaf, and and uh, but they were auditioning in like uh, uh, River, late seventies. Like when he, I mean, he was probably about fifty now, right? If he were still alive, probably, yeah. Um, so he was yeah. acting in the eighties, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I mean, in Stand by Me, he was fantastic. River Phoenix didn't know how to be bad, right? Um, he wasn't. You know what? I didn't love him. He was still good, but in Sneakers, you seen Stand by Me? No. You know the story, like you know what it is. No. Okay. I'm thinking Sorry, about. I'm, a, I'm like with you, and I'm like she's 20. Because <laughs> I'm like classic. River Phoenix. You know River she Phoenix. Knew Goonies. I, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I know that. You knew yes. Goonies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yes. You Goonies. All right. Yes. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> Stand by me is a great one. You don't even have to explain it. I think just watch it. Uh, okay. I want to say two things. It's more fun for the audience to hear okay. you hear these things, and then like know okay. that you should go back and get that. <laughs> um, the, it's about uh, you know what does it take place in the 60s, 50s. Late 50s? Maybe late 50s, early 60s. It's basically about um, four 10-year-old kids or 12-year-old kids yeah. who, um, in, the, in the 50s, in like a dirt poor town, mm-hmm. who take an adventure into the woods to find a dead body. That's the story. This rumor oh. of a dead body in the woods. It's, Whoa. It's a story okay. written by Stephen King. It's a Stephen King story. No, wait, is it a horror? No, no, no. What? Some of his best work Very is not character, horror. Character, young kids yeah. just figuring out yeah. everything. It's it was really part, good. It really was good. part. It was actually a short story. It's not a novel. Uh-huh. It's a short story, part of um, a compilation of short stories. Event. Maybe it wasn't originally written this way, but when I read it a uh, long time ago, it was in a compilation book called Seasons. Okay. And it was four short stories by Stephen King, uh-huh. and each one took place in a different season. Sorry, I think I lost my mic. Each one took place in a different season. Um, this was okay. summertime. Uh-huh. Um, I believe uh, the winter one. Shit, now I'm forgetting the other stories that were in it. Uh, oh, um, Rita Hayworth and the oh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was called Rita Hayworth. Shawshank mm-hmm. Redemption. Uh, if you don't know, Shawshank Redemption was written by Stephen King for audience, not you. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. There, uh, also good. right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, remember Apt, Apt People? The movie Act People, know. where a, a teenager yes. finds out his neighbor is a Nazi, an ex-Nazi, hiding what? in America, and he he tells him he finds out, and it, I don't want to wait, but it's in that. Why don't you read Seasons? Okay. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. You can, you're seasons. a reader, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. You could finish yeah. that in a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's one other story. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't as a popular one as those three. Yeah. Um, but that's where um, uh, Stand By Me is actually called The Body. The short show is called The Body. Interesting. Okay. But Stand By Me is the movie. I think you can watch the movie first. I don't think you have to read. No. Watch the movie first. first. The movie's more iconic, so watch that first and then read Seasons. Okay. It's good, though. Cool. Woo! Um, Good stuff. So we got to go probably soon. Tell us what's next. Um, Anything anything you want to talk about before we go? Oh. um, Musical theater we left off. Like, getting back to musical theater is totally a possibility. I love that. I feel the same way. Great. Let's do it together. Why not? (laughs) I would be down. Need to find a good You're theater. You're a soprano. Soprano too. Yes. Okay. It, how did you know that? Uh, I Just wouldn't. 
from your vocal yeah. tone, your speaking mm-hmm. tone, yeah. uh, I'm no soprano, but I didn't think it was quite, you're not like, com- no offense to soprano ones, but some comical high voice mm. where I'm like, <laughs> right, you're definitely you're a baritone. <laughs> uh, tenor two. Tenor two. I did sing tenor one because I had a great falsetto. Um, but, uh, oh, nice. but high baritone, sure, could, but yeah. that's a, you know, that's a swath. You yeah. could do alto too. Uh, yeah, alto. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could do both I, I did, I did alto for a while, yeah. but mainly soprano too, yeah. So, great, we could do a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, that's a possibility <laughs> in the future. Um, now I see you, and again, I'm, I'm speculating, uh, too young to predict the future, but seeing what I see, there's a, there's a business in the future. Uh, Absolutely. Your own business. Absolutely. Baking yeah. to some degree. Some kind of Susie cake thing, but you take it. Who knows what you go? Yeah. You You know, I, well, that's the thing is I, because I'm still so early in my career, I, I don't know what my vision is yet. Like we mentioned Travis before. And I think the reason his restaurants are so successful in part is because he has such a specific vision and flair and he knows what he wants. He knows what he's going to deliver. And I'm not to that point right, right now. So I'm basically just exposing myself to everything that I can. Yeah. You're um, learning. Yeah. In, um, in October, for example, I'm going to go to New York city and, um, stage, which is that French word right. apprentice with, um, chef Ignacio Matos at three of his restaurants there. Wow. Which so, restaurants? Do you remember one of them? Yeah. So they're called, um, Estella. He just came out with a cookbook and he did a cookbook tour for that one. Estella, um, Flora Bar NYC and Cafe Altro Paradiso. Alto, um, like Altro, Altro, yeah, Paradiso. Um, and they're all completely different restaurants on completely different scales. One is very big, one's kind of in the middle, one's very small. Um, How did you get this opportunity? So Ignacio is good friends with Travis Lett, and last year on his cookbook tour, he came and did a pop up event and did, I think it was a five course oh, dinner. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, he did a course dinner event at Justa, and I. Um, I was apprenticing at the time with our head chef on the side, just learning pastas and prep work and everything. Nice. And I happened to be able to jump in and do this event and help prep everything and help plate all the dishes as they were going out. And at the end of the night, Ignacio's sous chef came up to me and she was like, hey, you know, if you ever want to come to New York and stage with us, you know, let me know. And, and I got like- her phone number and I think... A lot of people would probably just not really take that seriously. Or she said it very casually. So sure. it could have yeah. been. She's looking for your interest, right, not her. It, yeah. right, right. right. It could have been, you know, take it or leave it. But maybe she wouldn't have given it a second thought afterwards. And I decided that a month later I was going to follow up with her. Right. And it's been in the works all this time. And wow. now it's happening. Congratulations. So, thank that's you. awesome. Yeah, that's thank you. so cool. It I'm is. so excited. Good for you to take that opportunity thank that comes you. to you. Yeah, and at your awesome. age, like you have plenty of time to explore. Like yeah. you can just do whatever you comes up for years right now uh-huh. until you figure it's like, you don't want to start a business too soon anyway. No. You no, know no. what I mean? That's I bet life. Travis loves that. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. Of course he so does. T- someone taking that opportunity yeah. and just yeah. like, oh, I love that. Yeah. It's true. Um, and there's something that um, people don't, necessarily all know you learn it but persistence Mm. is such Mm -hmm. an integral factor um when i was um, closer to your age um when i first came to la my first job at a restaurant was at a place doesn't exist anymore mirabelle on sunset i went in seven times with my resume before they hired me Mm -hmm. i knew i wanted to work there (laughs) because until then i'd only worked 
um, on the East Coast as a kid, like yeah. in corporate places and family owned places. And this was this like very at the time in 1999, very impressive, like Hollywood. It was on wow. the Sunset Strip next to Barfly and all that shit. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. That was the year you were born. 98. Okay. But close. She was well into, she was well into her first year, so clearly <laughs> oh, not, that joke wow. did not land as well as you hoped. <laughs> I wanted it so badly. Oh, if I heard only. 99 and I was like, if I, maybe. Uh, <laughs> that was nicely done. Uh, good strategery. Um, but yeah, persistence. Like, yes. you didn't have to, because like everything kind of worked out, mm-hmm. but if you wanted something in that world and someone didn't say, hey, why don't you come stage with us, you could make that happen. Mm-hmm. You could go to some place you wanted to learn from and with your experience and the way you carry yourself you could say hey i want to work here like okay okay no i really do yeah we heard you i'm serious clearly i'm not going to say no i'm not going to stop and they're like okay why don't you just come inside yeah that's basically how a lot of things work in every industry yes it's an important lesson to learn oh absolutely and tagging on to that one of the biggest things i have learned is that a lot of people are happy to say yes to you if you just ask yeah but i think a lot of us get to the point where we imagine people saying no in our heads so much and we don't expect them to say yes at all that we don't even bother asking. Right. And I've gotten so many incredible opportunities <clears throat> just by being a human being and talking to someone mm-hmm. and asking them. Be a human and being. even if they say no, even if it doesn't work out logistically, a lot of the time I will get an opportunity from that person later down the line or from mm-hmm. one of their friends or from, you know, oh. as long as you're showing your interest and your persistence, right. people love that. And people yeah. see themselves in you and they want to fuel that and feel like they're doing some good. And maintain those relationships. Yeah. Because um, nothing usually happens that quickly. Um, yeah. Some opportunity can happen a decade after the initial spark is mm-hmm. created. So that's, you already know that at 20 is pretty fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Grace is killing it. She really is. I'm so glad I was killing like, it. she'd be a great guest. I was right. <laughs> Props to me. Back to me. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming today. Thank it was you for absolutely me. fantastic. Yeah, it this wasn't, was awesome. What did I tell you? It's like, you do it, don't worry, it's going to be fun. I loved it. Fun, I, right? It was, yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. You did great. You were fantastic. <laughs> so you have to come back at some point. At some point, I would love that. When we have the party, when we have all yep. our guests yes. back, yep. you got, we'll make sure Please. it's on a day you can come. Because I know your, your schedule is full. Wonderful. At early, we'll have it early in the morning. No big deal. <laughs> um, great. So anything else? I'm forgetting anything? I hate forgetting stuff. I think that's it. I love it. Thanks to Grace Mum. Um, Thank you so gonna, much. Uh, we're going to talk to you soon, and we'll have you back. Cooper, thanks, buddy. Thanks, everybody out there. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. Bye.